Welcome to the Tim Fowler Show, where production is paramount and we discuss the tools, time, and people associated with getting jobs done and making a profit. On today's episode of the Tim Fowler Show, we will be having a conversation with Ed Brady, talking about the Home Builders Institute located in Washington, D.C. Alongside Tim Fowler, I'm your co-host, Steve Wheeler. Here is the Tim Fowler Show. Hey, everyone. Tim Fowler here, and welcome to the Tim Fowler Show. So, uh, we're making a little announcement on all these recordings just to let you know that if you hear a dog bark or a kid opening a door, uh, everybody's working from home because of the coronavirus, and uh, we're doing the recordings uh, all from home. And so just please understand that as we uh, move forward. So again, just let you know if there's anything you'd like us to be talking about during these uh, episodes, shoot me an email at Tim at Remodelers Advantage, and we'll uh, do our best to get it on the air. So we've spent a lot of time talking about the labor shortage and skills and things like that. Um, and we're going to be talking about that a little bit more today. But what happened to me was when I was at the International Builders Show in Las Vegas back in January, I'm just wandering around and I come across this booth for the Home Builders Institute. And I'm standing there and I didn't literally do it, but I had a figurative head slap moment. You know, I just... I, I've been talking about this skills issue for a long time, and it just never dawned on me that I have an association with this group, this organization called the Home Builders Institute, that's been doing this for a long time. And so I was involved with them several years ago as part of the uh, uh, part of a program here in Connecticut. And I needed to catch up with them and just kind of see what's going on. So we've invited uh, Ed Brady on, and I'm going to throw it back to Steve and let him introduce Ed, and then we'll just jump right into this conversation. Absolutely. Tim, the, the, uh, being at IBIS a few months ago seems like a few years ago, actually, but <laughs> it does. Well, we're getting ready to get started here. Ed Brady is the president and CEO of Home Builders Institute. HBI, a national nonprofit that trains underserved populations, including veterans, transitioning military, high school students, and justice-involved youth and adults for careers in the building industry. He currently oversees the operations, products, and services for HBI. A second-generation home builder from Bloomington, Illinois, Brady learned carpentry from a union master carpenter in college and started building houses in 1988. During Brady's 30-plus years in the industry, he has advocated for and defended the building industry through leadership positions at the local, state, and national levels. He has served 12 years as independent director of the Chicago Federal Home Loan Bank, working with leading experts to advance the nation's housing policy. Brady has also served as a senior officer with the National Association of Home Builders and as the 2016 chairman of its board of directors. After the housing crisis, Brady spent three years on the Bipartisan Policy Center Housing Commission. He has also served on boards for Illinois Habitat for Humanity, as well as other economic development and housing-related boards. 
Brady holds a Bachelor of Arts in Political Business from Illinois Wesleyan University. He was a licensed realtor in the mid-80s and currently holds his Tennessee contractor's license. Welcome to the show, Ed. Yeah, thanks, Steve. Uh, that sounded pretty good, actually. <laughs> yeah, it did. it did. It sounded like you're quite a guy. <laughs> All right. So let's just jump right into this. Just um, give us a little more information about uh, Home Builders Institute. We'll refer to it as HBI from here on out. But just a little more. A lot. Uh, uh, what does it do? You know, when was it founded? Uh, what are some of the associations that it has? Yeah, well, thanks for having me and uh, look forward to having the conversation. So HBI actually uh, started uh, under the arm of the National Association of Home Builders back in the uh, early 70s as its workforce development kind of uh, uh, arm and, and movement. And in the early 1980s, we branched off, formed our own 501c3, um, still very closely affiliated with the National Association of Home Builders and the locals and state associations throughout the country, but in large part in the early 80s, um, because of a grant from the Department of Labor, we received about $20 million in grant funds to run our Job Corps program. We branched off, have our own governance, and 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 have our own um, uh, staff and in, in, in Washington D.C. We're actually in the same building still as the National Association of Home Builders, um, but we have many uh, branches and satellites throughout the community. So it was formed in large part to uh, help at-risk youth get into the construction trades and learn the skilled trades. Um, and we've expanded that over the years. So do you have actually have a mission statement like everybody else does that kind of might give us a good idea of, of what that is? Yeah, well, I, I should know it verbatim, <laughs> but uh, I, I understand I that. I, I don't. Our mission, our mission is is a couplefold. Uh, one is to to train the uh, the next generation and the the skilled workforce and skilled labor throughout the country for an industry. So we're our, our mission is to give an opportunity to those that are looking to get into the, the trades and the skilled workforce, give them an opportunity to train at no cost to them. In most cases, almost all cases, at no cost to them to train in a skill. Um, and we start at the basics and we go into then the disciplines as we go. So, so our mission is to provide those opportunities for those uh, students of all ages to get into the uh, introduction to the construction industry, to the trades that they want to uh, start a career for. But we also as a mission, uh, you know, obviously prior to COVID, uh, there was, and, and still today, but, but uh, more exaggerated prior to COVID, COVID that there was a skills gap, and there is a skills gap uh, up yeah. to up to many many times four hundred thousand empty construction jobs. Now that's obviously been adjusted uh, recently, but but uh, we'll look forward to the future in regards to training and opportunities for those to get into the trades. But um, so our mission is to serve the industry that is in desperate need of skilled labor, uh, but but most importantly is those students that that are looking for a career funded by many you know, government agencies, philanthropic opportunities, and, and, and individual funders um, to put them into the introductory, introductory uh, phase of the construction industry, give them the basic skills to get on, uh, on the job site and start a career in the industry. Okay. Wow. So, like I said, I, 
you know, I came, I had forgotten that you guys even existed until I ran across you at the IBS. And I want to apologize, you know, for that, but you're actually yeah. doing something about this skills gap. And, and that's really, really a, a, a key thing. So how does yeah. it work? What is, I mean, if, you know, say somebody's coming into it, how does this work for them? Because that's one of the challenges for our industry is you got to be on site or you got to be in a, a lab or something. You can't be in a classroom and learn, you know, how to right. run ground mold, that kind of thing. And so I'm just wondering, how does the program work? Yeah, well, it, you, you've hit it right, the, the, the nail on the head. Um, you know, we're a very hands-on uh, educational opportunity. However, we do have some online um, opportunities, and we start out with our students to introduce them to the industry and certainly safety is number one so our first four chapters well, let me start with this our curriculum was designed by the industry members members of the industry members of the national association of home builders helped us create our curriculum to begin with we started with a standard uh, to teach to and so our members again from the national association of home builders and industry um, created a standard that we wanted to meet, and then we created a curriculum to educate those students to meet that standard. And at the end of the day, if they meet the standard and, and reach the skill achievement in the curriculum, then they get a certification. And that ultimately is, is, is the second to last step, and then the last step is placement. But you start out in those first four chapters just as an introductory to construction, learning a bit of, of construction math, Safety obviously is, prim is, is primary and most uh, upfront before you start handling tools. Uh, we have a sustainability in green chapter in the first five chapters. And then after that, you can graduate with what we call our PACT core certificate, PACT being pre-apprenticeship certificate training, certification training. And then, and then you can, after, after you complete that first five chapters, then you can pivot depending on where we're offering and what we're offering in certain locations. You can pivot into 10 different disciplines from carpentry, plumbing, electric to solar panel installation and everything in between from painting, drywall to landscaping and so forth. So now the time frame is differs as well. So job core students, which we can get into a little bit more if we have time, the individual products that we offer, which is a very diverse population that we serve, is an eight to 12 month program. It's a resident program that the uh, Department of Labor funds, bringing at-risk youth onto a campus and training them in, in place while they're living there. Uh, and that could be eight to 12 months. Sometimes they're learning, they're getting their GED, their driver's license and so forth and so on. They're, they're getting continuing education. Or you can go to the, the other extreme is a boot camp that we're affiliated with out in Colorado that in six or eight weeks, you can put a uh, introductory certificate out there that, that gets them a job, somebody that's looking to get in the industry right now, maybe an adult learner or somebody right out of high school, so they can get that introductory briefing uh, training um, and, and get into the industry. You, you both know that um, so much of training in the skilled labor is on the job site. And so, as you suggested, we need a lab where 75% of our education is hands-on, is, is 
uh, wiring uh, uh, electrical boxes or creating traps for the plumbing or, or just simple layout carpentry and carpentry mat. Um, so, so, and then uh, being an industry uh, practitioner for 33 years, um, you, you also know that on the job training is important. You don't become a master carpenter six months into the, into that takes years to become skilled in master carpentry. And so this is an introductory pre-apprenticeship uh, training uh, to get them a job, a, a career to a, uh, or a, a path to a good career. So, Ed, is this accomplished through learning centers all over the country? Is that how the, the hands-on sort of labs work? And, how, and, how, and if so, how many are there? Yeah, so we have over 200 programs. We're in 48 states. So we're training in uh, 50, 60 some uh, job corps programs. And again, that's resident uh, funded by the Department of Labor, US Department of Labor. And yes, we have shops and classrooms. And so part of it is classroom time, but much of it is in the shop. Uh, in our generation, we used to call it shop class. Now we call it career technical education and, and skills training. Um, but, but that's, that's what, it, that's what it is. You're, you're dealing with, you know, hand saws, you're dealing with skill saws, you're dealing with table saws, uh, you're dealing with nailers and so forth, levels and, and squares. And so, so, so it's, it's much hands-on and it's, you know, you need to do that in a lab. Now we have some challenges with COVID, which, uh, is an interesting, um, interesting opportunity, I would say, to create some hands-on learning. Um, but ultimately, uh, all of our programs, uh, I think all of our programs have a facility that they're training in with the hands-on, with the instructors teaching them and re repetitive, uh, you know, skills achievements so that, as you know, um, you do it multiple, multiple, you know, it's like, like football. You get better every time, yeah. you, every practice you go in and the same with carpentry yeah. or electric, you do it more and more and, and you get, you get expertise. And, and that's one of the reasons why I'm terrible at drywall is because I don't do it enough to really learn <laughs> how to do it. Are you worried about the future of your business? Are you stuck and unsure about what step to take next? Do you have any doubts about your ability to lead through this crisis? Whether it's business, finance, or production, we have the experienced professional coaches standing by to help you and your team battle through these uncertain times. To learn more about our coaching program and to schedule a free 15-minute consultation with our head coach, Doug Howard, visit remodelercoach.com today. Now back to the show. So let me just, yeah. let me ask you this. Just suppose um, I'm not at risk. Maybe I'm an individual that is not at risk, uh, so yeah. to speak. What kind of, do you have programs for somebody like myself uh, that maybe I grew up in a pretty middle-class, you know, income yeah. family that, you know, there's always food on the table. I graduate high school. Maybe I even graduated college and I'm look like, I don't want to be an English teacher. You know, I want to yeah. do something else with my life. Are there programs like that for people through HBI? Yeah, no, it's a great, it's a great question and, and, and a really good definition of at, at risk versus um, those underserved. 
And so, so even even the even the at-risk, we look at underserved populations. And so, uh, there could be a rural high school that's underserved, mainstream America, uh, middle-class America, or it could be a a, a, a population that is um, challenged. And we and there are risks uh, um, for careers or lack of opportunity. And then okay, then we then we also we train transitioning military more on ten military bases fully funded by the Home Depot Foundation. And, and in 10 military bases, we're training transitioning soldiers and Marines. And so, so you're exactly right. I mean, they're, they're not necessarily at risk, but they don't have a, a clear definition of where they want to go, what they want to be. And so we provide that opportunity for those underserved uh, that didn't have those opportunities. We're also uh, Tim, we're also in prisons. We're, we're working with juvenile justice, um, and 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 you you hit it again uh, on the head. Um, there are high schoolers that have been uh, high school graduates that, frankly, have been peer pressured into going to four year school, uh, four year right. universities, taking on college debt. Uh, not sure what they want to do with that degree, but ultimately they either earn the degree with college debt or they don't earn the degree with college debt <laughs> and they have nowhere to go. And so, uh, so they can't go out and get a $30,000 a year job. We provide the opportunity right out of high school to, uh, to get a job in the industry, making 15, 18, $20 an hour. And, and three years down the road, plumbers are making 60, $70,000 or electricians and carpenters and so forth. So, so in order to make a real impact, we have to get back into the mainstream high schools that cut their budgets back in, you know, the early two thousands got rid of shop class because frankly, it wasn't necessarily socially acceptable um, that we peer pressured all these kids to go to go to four-year college. And right. we've lost a generation of skilled labor. And that's what we're suffering for, t for today as an right. industry is plumbers and electricians and carpenters are aging out of the industry. And we don't have anybody to come in and replace them, which creates another gap. We don't have mentors to train those young people on the job to become the expert carpenters and plumbers and electricians and drywallers. And so, so we have a lot of work to do. There's a huge opportunity for those that don't want to go on to that four-year school and have a desk job to work with your hands and, and get into an industry. But we've got, it's a heavy lift uh, to, yeah. to supply the, the skilled labor to the industry that the industry needs to provide housing for our citizens. So has HBI developed any kind of a plan that to get back in the schools? And, and I'm not even saying provide curriculum, but I'm, I'm just thinking like we, we've just finished a recording with another guest who was talking about how the, the skilled labor, uh, there isn't even a perception in many people's homes that their kids can go into skilled labor. And so does yeah. HBI have any kind of a plan for marketing, if you will, or anything like that to get out there and, and get with those parents and say, look, we have an opportunity for your kids. You don't have to send them to college or, or if they go to college and they don't want to be an English teacher, then they can do this. Is there any, does HBI do that sort of thing? Yeah, absolutely. So we're, we're training somewhere in eight to 10,000 students a year. 
um, in in all of our programs and our diverse programs. But but the network that we have, uh, and I feel like we're unique, affiliated, uh, and and the training partner for a, uh, National Association of Home Builders. We have over 700 local associations throughout the country um, that are our eyes and ears on the ground. That that you know, I'm from Bloomington, Illinois, and and we have a huge shortage, or have have had over years a huge shortage of carpenters. So at, when I was chairman of NHB, I'd travel around the country, and we'd say, "Hey, you got to advocate for yourself, right? You, you know, we're we're our own worst enemy if we sit on the sidelines." And so we're in, engaging with each and every one of those local associations to find out what their needs are. Some may need carpentry, some may need plumbing, uh, or some may, some may need uh, landscaping. Whatever their need is, then we we mentor them through the process to, to basically civics class to to go to your school board, to go to your local community leaders, and say, "Look, this is an economic uh, development opportunity. We can't." provide the product that our citizens that our that our that our population needs uh, today because we don't have the workforce to do it we need you to get these these uh, um, classes back into the high schools we we will support it and many of our uh, members throughout the country are beginning you, you you said you forgot about HBI you knew we did good work you remember us but <laughs> H- <laughs> You're one of those that I'm trying to influence on an everyday basis to to make, to make sure that they know that this resource is out there. And so we're in over 100 high schools today uh, with our licensed curriculum. So so we don't operate those programs uh, on rare occasion. We don't operate those programs, um, but we license our curriculum and we support. We train the uh, uh, the instructor or the CTE instructors. Um, the carpentry instructors and so forth. We train them, and then we have a we have a learning management system that is our deliverable that we have just just impl- implemented over the last two months that provides the lesson plans and the resources for those instructors to teach those students. So when they certify them, they're productive. And and I know as a builder that if they went through the HBI carpentry program. They've got a certain skill achievement that will benefit me, and I don't have to do as much training on site. So, so our our message is to now in the high schools. Our message is to get back into the high schools through that affiliation with the local builders. It's like politics; everything's local, and so we engage those builders and those local local boards. We engage community colleges that are are doing adult learning. Uh, we, we engage the, the uh, state legislatures, governors, lieutenant governors, uh, commissioners of, of corrections. We in, we're engaging them to make sure that we they know of our opportunity and that the, the return on their investment is, is worth it. And and that's that's our that's our real responsibility as HBI is to go out and provide that education for those policymakers and those those educators to know that we have a curriculum that is valuable to their students when they graduate to earn a better wage than they would have without it. Ed, you mentioned the uh, 10 disciplines. What's the process of having uh, to make that choice on, on what direction they're going to go? Well, a, a lot of it is the, op- the availability. So, okay. so carpentry electrical are our main 
you know, main two needs that, that we continue to hear. If you, if you look at the NAHB survey of needs, uh, the top three are carpentry, framing carpentry, uh, trim carpentry. And then it gets in 70, 80% of those that were surveyed three months ago um, said that they had trouble finding carpenters. Um, but then it goes in the 60s and 70s for plumbers, electricians, um, bricklayers, masons, and so forth. Uh, and so, so part of it is picking that career path is what's available there. We can't offer all 10 at all the sites. We typically offer one or two after they get through the PAC core. So, so trying to find the right program um, and the right, the right opportunity for their needs uh, is important. But, but uh, and then finding that location that provides what they're looking for either in those, in those disciplines. All right, so I think I'm going down a politically delicate road here, but what about the other <laughs> trade associations that are out there that are not NAHB? Is there any kind of a, because a lot of remodelers are not in NAHB, they're in other associations. Yeah. Is there any outreach to them to, because we really, this really has to be a national focus. We can't be separated by, well, I'm this and I'm that. So I'm just wondering if there, is yeah. there any connection to other associations? Well, absolutely. We have we have our remodelers council, which at NHB uh, is yeah. a, is probably the largest group of the NHB members. Back in the oh eight nine ten recession, so many home builders became remodelers, right? <laughs> and so we, we would do whatever we have. Uh, but and so we're we're and, and I I was uh, looking through your website and some of your former podcasts, and the gentleman that was uh, a remodeler that has his own training program. Um, complements what we do, and it, and and right. you mentioned other trade associations, uh, NARI, uh, uh, AGC, ABC, um, which which some you know would would consider more commercial and industrial. They have a curriculum, um, and it's it's steered more towards the commercial and industrial. Right. But but I have recently you know we're we're par trying to partner with NCCER, who's our you know competitive. Uh, curriculum, but but you know, the, the idea behind getting people into the industry is not unique to theirs or our association. It's not unique right. to a geographic area, and and frankly, those that get into the trades and and the idea, frankly, Timothy, we need to start this education or introduction to our trade and our industry in sixth and seventh and eighth grade, maybe third grade, because by the time they, <laughs> by the yeah. time they get to ninth grade, they may have already kind of put in their mind what they want to do. But if you introduce it in the sixth and seventh and eighth grade, then, then you have an opportunity to, to get them involved in high school and that may be their career path. So I'm working with NCCER right now and trying to figure out how we cooperate to, to get this into the into the elementary schools or the middle schools, so that we'll populate both of our industries in the in the construction and, and home building and remodeling. So, yeah. so this isn't this is you know we're we're dealing we we have a wonderful partnership with the Home Depot Foundation, NHB has a wonderful partnership with Lowe's. You know we're all in this together, and right. the idea the idea behind you know um, uh, I'll take care of it myself. We'll we'll, we'll <laughs> 
will get our industry fully skilled is is just incorrect. And so my mission and my my our philosophy at HBI is encouraging. We have we have local associations throughout the country that are not using HBI. They're not using our curriculum, but we fully support that. They're they're getting people into. Um, we think our obviously sales pitch. We think our curriculum is the, <laughs> is the best curriculum, and it gives them the best leg up to get into the industry and provide themselves with a a good career path. But anybody that's training um, into the skills is helping the industry. You know, it's a it's a it's a somewhat. Um, there's a lot of labor that migrates and moves. Right. And it, 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 so, so, you know, getting them into a first time job as a carpenter, they, they may end up as a, a uh, steel worker. I, you know, whatever the case may be, we just need to populate the industry. So how does the job placement work? Um, like if you're at one of your centers, do they invite local companies to come and talk with people? How does that placement work? Yeah. So, so, First, let me say I'm proud that we're we're about 85% placement. So our five steps uh, at HBI is to connect with people, analyze what they're looking for, uh, train them uh, in in their skill uh, that they have the aptitude, certify them with a industry recognized certification, and then ultimately place them. The fifth step is obviously the most important. We're, we're most successful when we when we place those students into the industry. Across the board, HBI has an 85% placement. And they're not all going into construction, unfortunately, but but they you know they've gotten through our training. They they have that certi- uh, certificate and we're training 80 or we're placing 85% of those folks. We're doing it through a number of ways. Uh, Job Corps, we have placement coordinators throughout the country. Um, Job Corps, we're mandated by the Department of Labor to put 25% of our students that graduate into apprenticeship programs. So so our graduates are going into apprenticeship programs that, as you know, are making union and non-union, uh, open shop or not, but, but they're making 18, 20 bucks an hour. And, and so, so we're, we're putting placement at, at, as a top priority. Uh, our placement coordinators are working very closely with the local associations, as you suggested, and saying, okay, what are your needs? Uh, right. Introducing them to companies like uh, a Home Depot or, uh, or an 84 Lumber even, or some uh, large electrician, uh, electrical companies or HVAC companies. And I was just down in Nashville. Um, still social distancing, but down in Nashville talking to a plumber, <laughs> the need is, <laughs> the need is, the need is great. And he said, you give me as many as you can, I'll take as many as you can give me. And right. uh, they, they have an in-house training program, but to, to bring that student in prior to uh, with some form of certification, just, just speeds up that process. And as we age out um, of, of very skilled master skills, uh, as we age out, younger people coming in, we're losing productivity. I just right. got off the phone with our chief economist at NHB and said, you know, these younger, these younger professionals are going to take longer to frame a house than the older professionals. And so we're going to actually lose production time before right. we gain it. And so, and, and so the, pl- the placement is critical to our mission and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll use any 
any means um, to find the right placement and working with any company that is interested um, from three employees, small, you know, home builders or remodelers to large carpentry or electrical companies. We'll, we'll work with anybody to find the right person for their, their needs. Okay. So we're going to start wrapping up, Ed. Uh, I got two questions, two things to talk about as we wrap up. Number one is if I'm a contractor listening in on this, I mean, we have about a thousand downloads a week. So we're going to reach a thou- about a thousand people. Um, yep. and they're, they're interested in this. How do they find out more or get involved? Well, the first thing is just to go to hbi.org, and that will link you to what, what we've offered in the last, this last two months is we've offered free online training uh, for students that are interested in bettering themselves and, and expanding their career. Over 37,000 courses have been completed in the last two months. 37,000 self-help courses, online courses uh, through our website, hbi.org. And on that is an online learning link. So it's called CTE Tech Works, CTE Tech Works. Okay. And if you go on that, you can link to the opportunities and to, to get involved. And certainly you can get involved and just contact us if you're in an area that you're looking to bring this uh, last week I was talking to some folks in Fargo, North Dakota, that they want to bring this into their high schools. So it's, it's a, you know, it's a one at a time, you know, I'd love to be able to say, Hey, we're just going to blanket the country with a one, one large release, but it's, it's, it's one opportunity at a time to get this into your schools. And so reach out to us and say, you know, we need this. How can I help? Because again, go back to the local politics. Um, it's going to be that local builders association that will make an impact with the high school that says, "I need it. I need this." It's not somebody from Washington D.C. saying, "You need this." <laughs> it's those local businesses that say, "I need this to in, in order to provide the economic development you want us to provide." That means so much more. So, so getting involved at that local level, contacting us through this, and we'll we'll walk you through it. And, and there's yeah. many programs out there that we can, we can adapt to and we, can, we, can, uh, we think better with our curriculum. Okay, so then the last thing is uh, a lot of people have asked me about uh, carpentry texts for new people, uh, textbooks for new people uh-huh. coming in. And I think I remember you guys have a really, really good one. And yeah. um, it, it's uh, I, I do I've recommended it to people over the years, but um, tell us the name of that. And again, is that something they can get online if it's uh, if they can uh, if they yeah. want it? They they can get our textbooks online. We we actually distribute through a partnership with Cengage, and it's called our Res- Res- Residential Construction Academy series. And it's okay. a it's a it's a collection of textbooks that we that we created through again through industry experts um, uh, that that teaches in four year colleges and from community colleges down to high school, and so that that is a resource that you can get online. Like I, I believe <laughs> you're challenging me here, but <laughs> I believe you can, you can go to hbi.org and get that online. But Cengage okay. Cengage uh, C E N uh, GAGE also distributes those for us. Okay. So, 
if, if you can't find it, I apologize. If you can't find it, get in touch with us and we'll get you. Um, and those are, those are published and distributed not only uh, in hard copy, as you know, in today's world, but also on online in a digital okay. format. Well, Ed, uh, this has been fantastic. I've taken so many notes and I promise you, I won't forget you <laughs> uh, in, until, until I can't remember anything else and then it'll all be gone. But uh, this has been be a fantastic you. help and uh, I just appreciate you taking some time out of the day to, to give us a hand here. Yeah. So thank you so well, much. Yeah, let me let me thank you too for what you do. The the industry needs this type of information and education. So your your podcast is a wonderful resource for those that are trying to better themselves and make make success. It's it's a tough tough industry as we it all is. know, but it's a, it's a very rewarding industry. But with resources like what you're doing, Tim and Steve, um, make it a little bit easier every day. So appreciate your uh, your work. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right, Tim. Well, this was an, another fantastic episode dealing with something we're talking a lot about, and that is helping uh, with the labor shortage now more than ever. And Ed has provided an incredible resource. HBI is, uh, you know, I didn't get to see them at the Builder Show, but, um, you know, this is really incredible information. I actually just got onto their website. So I would implore all people to jump on hbi.org to uh, start the process of seeing what they have to offer. There's, there's yeah. a lot there. Just incredible information. Eight to 10,000 people a year going through their programs. A lot of us are sitting around wringing our hands going like, where am I going to find somebody? And there's, you know, they're not all carpenters, electricians, plumbers, 10 different disciplines, but um, programs in all in 48 of the 50 states, uh, over 200 centers. Uh, so again, here's a group, here's a organization that's doing something about this. And I think it behooves the industry just to get involved uh, and take advantage of what they have to offer. And let's, let's really uh, get this thing rolling. Yeah, a lot of promising information too. And he spoke to getting involved with kids that are younger, you know, that are in yeah. third, fourth grade and trying to start that transition there and just inform people and educate people at a younger age. So important. So once again, we want to thank Ed Brady for joining us. And we want to always thank you for listening to another episode of The Tim Fowler Show. And remember, at The Tim Fowler Show, we're working hard to eliminate it is what it is from your vocabulary. This has been another episode of The Tim Fowler Show. Want to hire Tim and fast-track your growth? Visit remodelersadvantage.com consulting to learn more. And if you'd like more information about Roundtables, our world-class peer advisory program, please send me an email at steve at remodelersadvantage.com. And of course, don't forget to subscribe to the show and comment on iTunes. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.